How do you shuffle your top team around in their jobs without making enemies? That's the question Leo Varadkar, Micheál Martin and Eamon Ryan and just about every government leader there's ever been has had to face at some point. Let me explain. Let me explain with Sean Defoe, a News Talk original. Welcome to the show and don't forget to hit follow on Spotify, Apple, the News Talk app or wherever it is you're listening to get new episodes every Thursday. And we've got some really interesting ones coming over the next few weeks. And in that time, we are going to witness something never before seen in Irish politics. It's almost time for the old switcheroo. For the first time in the state's history, the leaders of two parties have agreed, consensually agreed, to swap the job of Taoiseach. Fianna Fáil leader Micheál Martin will hand over to the Fine Gael leader Leo Varadkar on the 17th of December. And no one really knows exactly how it's all going to work because, as I said, it's never happened before. It's going to mean for the first time Fianna Fáil TDs will have to get up in the doll and vote for a Fine Gael Taoiseach. And as you can imagine, some of them are less than enthusiastic about doing it. But given the Fine Gaelers did exactly that two and a half years ago in the convention centre, not really much they can do about it and only so much that they can complain about it. This is what you signed up for at the end of the day. Now, as part of that changeover, there's going to be what's called a cabinet reshuffle. Like shuffling a deck of cards, ministers will be shuffled around in their jobs and in some cases shuffled out of their jobs. So how does it work and what could possibly go wrong? Wonderful things, reshuffles. <laughs> and prime ministers like them too. Fresh, decisive, keeps everyone on the hop. It's only ministers who panic about them. Reshuffles happen for lots of reasons. Maybe the party leader feels like new, fresh faces are needed, particularly if they haven't been polling well. And there's always a reshuffle when a new leader takes over. They bring their own team in. Under this, in the disaster section, see one truss, comma, Liz. We are growing wheat more competitively than the Canadian prairies. And we are selling tea to China. Yorkshire tea. Or sometimes they just happen at a natural inflection point for a government, like this one where the top job is changing anyway. But they always come with an element of risk. Promoting somebody means demoting somebody else, and also usually means overlooking a third person, or even a long list of people who might think that they were the next in line. So in bringing one person into your camp and securing their loyalties, you might be making a string of enemies. Well... I've never... Tony, I'm putting you on my list of enemies. <laughs> it can also be tempting for a Taoiseach to use a reshuffle to demote a rival. Politicians are, by their nature, always looking over their shoulder at someone who's trying to supplant them, either in their constituency or at the cabinet level or especially as party leader and Taoiseach. But that's a dangerous game too. Sack a rival as minister you suddenly give them an awful lot more free time to perhaps be plotting behind your back, doing the so-called chicken and chips circuit to build support in the party, spending all that extra time down with constituency members from across the country in a way the Taoiseach just can't, just doesn't have the time to do. So quite often what you see instead is party rivals are sent to particularly tricky departments that will keep them busy and possibly unpopular. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Enda Kenny, for example, 
example, tried it during his reshuffle in 2014, giving the problem child health department to Leo Varadkar and then appointing Simon Coveney to housing in 2016 when he was also emerging as a challenger. Now, long term, that didn't work out for Enda Kenny. He was gone as Taoiseach by 2017 when Varadkar comfortably succeeded him. But it might have bought him a little more time. It is possible to have a good resignation, you know? A good resignation? Oh, I'm looking forward to how you're going to sell this to me. Look, people really like it when you go just a bit early. You know, steely jawed, far away, look in your eyes. Before they get to the point where they sit around in the pub saying, oh, that f- has got to go, you surprise them. Blimey, he's gone. I didn't expect that. Resigned. You don't see that much anymore. Old school, respect. I rather like the guy. He was handed out by the f- press. How about that, huh? Unsurprisingly, there have been reshuffles gone badly wrong in Irish history, arguably none more so than Brian Cowan's attempt in 2011, which saw the downfall of his government. I wish to announce for the information of the House that the President accepting, uh, sorry, acting on my advice, has accepted the resignations of Deputies Harney, Dempsey, Ahern, O'Keefe and Killeen as members of the government. I advised the House yesterday of the resignation of Deputy Martin. I want to put on the record of the House my gratitude to each of them for their distinguished contribution to the work of the government and to the country. Having just survived a confidence vote in the parliamentary party, which saw one Micheál Martin resign as minister, Brian Cowan decided he needed to reshuffle his front bench ahead of the looming election. He got rid of five more ministers, but without properly consulting his Green Party government colleagues, John Gormley and co decided enough was enough, and they pulled their support, leaving the government, which meant Cowan didn't have the numbers to appoint any replacements for his sacked ministers, and was now down to the constitutional minimum of seven cabinet members, all sharing multiple portfolios. By the end of that week, he was gone as Fianna Fáil leader and had been forced to call the election, which would see both Fianna Fáil and the Greens wiped out. And the aftermath of that debate led to a curious interjection from a then Fine Gael frontbencher and future Taoiseach. This is an appalling bot. Uh, you know, you're no Sean the Mass. Um, uh, you're, no, you're no Jack Dinton. You're no John Bruton. You're, 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 a, you're a Garth Fitzgerald. You've, you, you've doubled the, na- you've tripled the national debt. You've uh, uh, effectively destroyed the country. And now you've a dirty, uh, a, 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 dirty a dirty, wasteful bot job. Uh, That's the last thing you do. So enjoy writing your boring articles in the Irish Times in a few years' time. Leo Varadkar shipped plenty of stick at the time for criticising former party leader Gareth Fitzgerald but stood over the general tone of his remarks. That reshuffle he was talking about was a difficult moment in Fitzgerald's career. Also coming in the middle of difficult budget cuts, Fitzgerald decided that he needed a reshuffle in 1986 but one of the ministers, Labour's Barry Desmond, quite simply refused to move. He was the Minister for Health and Social Protection and Desmond didn't leave the health brief. He did agree to give back social protection to be redistributed, but remained as the health minister in what was a serious blow to Fitzgerald's credibility, and the government lost the election the following year. Have you two finished emptying your desks yet? Yes, don't worry, Terry, we're all ready to go. I'm just trying to get everything organised for whenever whoever arrives. They are going to have their own people. It's going to be very embarrassing if your hand cream's still in the drawer. Hand cream? Yeah, well, whatever men have. I don't know, electric nose hair trimmers... Sacking ministers, of course, can be just as dangerous. Charlie Hawhey sacked a number of ministers in 1991, including Albert Reynolds, for attempting a heave against him. And it was only a matter of months then before Hawhey was gone as Fianna Fáil leader and Taoiseach and Reynolds succeeded him. 
And Reynolds then immediately sacked more than half the cabinet, including some household names like Ray Burke and Mary O'Rourke. And O'Rourke actually wrote in her books such a strange story about how Reynolds was trying to eat a sandwich while he was firing her, which she then made him spray all across the room when she protested and asked for a reason why. The ministers Reynolds then brought into his cabinet were known as the Country and Western Brigade, being mostly from outside Dublin and with Reynolds' own background as the owner of a ballroom and a show band promoter. Oh, look, Fatty's staying put. They're not moving Fatty. Yeah, well, that's because they haven't got five big blokes and a winch. They couldn't really demote Fatty because he knows too much. Doesn't know where the rye right is kept, does he? This 2022 changeover is a bit more formulaic than previous ones in that we actually know quite a few ministers are safe, which isn't always the case. There's going to be no change in the Green Party ministerial ranks, for example, which is three safe seats. Micheál Martin and Leo Varadkar will also be at Cabinet, that gives us five. The Taoiseach has said that Housing Minister Dara O'Brien is staying where he is, while Pascal Donoghue and Michael McGrath are swapping jobs between finance and public expenditure. So that's already more than half the Cabinet who we know will stay as they are. Then you factor in another historical first, the first minister to be on maternity leave during a cabinet reshuffle in Helen McEntee. Now, assuming no one in government is stupid enough to demote a woman while she's on maternity leave, she's also staying too. And of the remaining Fine Gael camp, Heather Humphreys looks pretty safe. She's been given social protection and rural affairs, both important for the party and has also minded justice for those two maternity leave terms. And then don't forget that in these sort of reshuffles and when you're baking up a cabinet, two things pay a really big part, gender and geography. So Heather Humphreys, as a competent woman in a border county, she ticks a lot of boxes, which is often how this can be decided. It would also be a pretty bold move for Leo Varadkar to demote either of the two Simons, Coveney or Harris, though they could have to move to other departments. Remember here, Micheál Martin has to become a minister in this arrangement, and so he has to push someone else out of a ministry, with foreign affairs and higher education being seen as his most likely landing spots. No, we're offering him Northern Ireland the natural side. I think he's expecting to go up the transport. Well, tell him he's taking the bus to George Best Airport, right? <laughs> he's making Paul Remington a cabinet minister. He's so dense that light bends around him. Then on the Fianna Fáil side of the House, there's little expectation that Charlie McConnell or Norma Foley will be demoted. The government hardly wants its fourth agriculture minister in less than three years, for example. And Foley is well liked by Micheál Martin. The name that comes up most often over the last few weeks when talking to anybody about demotion from Cabinet is Stephen Donnelly, the health minister. He's sometimes cringy media appearances. Playing sports is an inherently risky thing to do. You know, um, our children being on trampolines is an inherently risky thing to do. And the constant pressure of the health service way against him. The fact that he's something of a blow-in to Fianna Fáil also doesn't help. He's never had the full buy-in of some members of the party and sacking him isn't going to cause Micheál Martin a huge amount of internal upset. That's said against the logic that if you bring someone else in, are they really going to make that much difference in health in two years' time, or are you better off letting Stephen Donnelly work away and hoping that's the better option? Probably not going to have someone come in and massively reform things in the state of two years, given how unwieldy that sort of brief is, so he might be better off sticking put. But that's the name most commonly linked with demotion. And there are quite a few people in Fianna Fáil 
pushing for full promotion to Cabinet. Chief Whip Jack Chambers, for example, he's now going to cede that role to Fine Gael and the Chief Whip is one of the few junior ministers who also attends Cabinet. Supporters of his in the party have been insisting he needs to stay at the Cabinet table in some guise and have also been letting anyone who will listen know that he studied medicine. Make of that what you will. Then you ask, could a return be on for, say, Dara Kaliri or Barry Cowan, the two former cabinet ministers in this government? Or is Micheál Martin going to play it more cautious? What I'm basically saying is, don't expect a mass exodus or sackings like the Albert Reynolds era. The party leaders don't have all that many jobs to hand out, and so they're going to be pretty careful with them. There's probably going to be much more of a reshuffle in the junior ministerial ranks, particularly in Fine Gael, where the likes of Frankie Fian, Colin Brophy and Josefa Madigan are all at risk of demotion, while first-timers like Neil Richmond and Jennifer Carl McNeil are pushing for promotion. Whatever happens, fair to say, some are going to have a happier Christmas than others. Thanks for listening to Let Me Explain. Don't forget to follow the show wherever it is you are listening. It was presented by myself, Sean Defoe, with editor John Keogh and Lachlan Hart on sound. I'll chat to you next week.